On this episode of the podcast, we talk to Shirzy One. He's currently running Europa Halo. He's a caster, a content creator, and comedian. You're going to absolutely love this episode if you want to hear a little bit more about one of Europe's most uh, entertaining Halo personalities. Watch the episode, leave some feedback, and let me know what you thought at the end. I hope you all enjoy. Let's get started. All right. Hey, guys. It's Hydrizny or Liam Keneally here. I've uh, got a fantastic episode of the podcast with you. This was um, Kaylin from Europa Halos Tag. We've got Shirzy or Richie here. Uh, he is a freelance caster. He's currently in charge and running uh, Europa Halo as well and uh, also a streamer. So it's going to be good to have a bit of a chat with him, but I'd love to give you a little bit more information. So Richie, tell us who you are. So yeah, like you touched upon there, uh, Richie Shirzy one. Um, I've been doing in in the the Halo scene now since about 2016, um, when I was originally put most of my time into um, before that competitively, like Gears of War and and FIFA that sort of thing. I was just uh, casually playing games, um, and then sort of Halo swallowed me up, um, and that's where I got started. That's where I made a run of it. Yeah, awesome. So we're going to have a bit of a chat today and kind of get a really good overview of who you are and what you do and that type of thing. And I think a really good place to start with that is with the gaming side of things, you've been gaming your whole life or when did you kind of start getting into it? So um, growing up, um, we always had, I was hugely, hugely a beneficiary of of dad. Um, Dad started gaming really young. He used to go to the local arcades, um, put coins in, spend all his money when he was a kid. Um, He first got his console. I think he got um, a Commodore 64. I think it was the very first console. So he's been, he was a gamer since day one. So we always had the latest tech PlayStations, Xboxes in in the house. Um, So it was, there was me and my brother Dean, uh, which is Shirzy too. Most people would know. Um, I originally got the, we used to play, we used to be PlayStation 2. Um, we were a PlayStation 2 family, um, a PlayStation 1. Um, and then dad brought home an Xbox for me for Christmas one day, one year. Um, and we got online for the very first time. We played a game called Rainbow Six Three. Um, loved that game to death. It was a, it was very much in the Counter-Strike mold where you were, it was a first person shooter. Um, any damage, you could die very, very quickly. It was one, one click to the head, you were dead. Um, and that sort of started off with the passion I had of, playing games and competitively trying to um, break down the games meta-wise, you know, what we needed to do um, to win games and that sort of thing. That It, it sparked the interest there. Um, it got so it got so bad that my Christmas present, actually my dad played the Xbox quite often. So I was trying to wrestle back my Christmas present from him. Yeah. So it got to the point where he had to then buy me an Xbox and then naturally my brother an Xbox as well because you can't be seen to be shown favorites. Yeah. So all three of us were on playing Rainbow Six Three. Um, we started then playing Halo 2 and it was honest to God, it, I'd say there was the first, that was the first taste I had um, before moving into Gears of War. Um, I remember, the, I remember it like it was just yesterday, I watched my dad play Gears of War and the very first thing I seen was him getting headshotted by a sniper rifle and his head exploding yeah. um, from that. And I was hooked from there. I was like, whoa, I've never, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. And I feel like that your dad nailed it. Like that's living the dream parenting, really being able to game with your kids, you know, being able to buy them a Christmas present and it kind of turns into it's a present for you as well. So uh, that's awesome, man. So, and, and that sounds like it's pretty much always been some kind of first person shooter game for you as well. Has that always kind of been the, the mold for you? Or is that- yeah. Um, the ver- in When we first got the, the Xbox, the first game, that, the game that came with, with it was actually Halo 1. So we, we used to play campaign and we play multiplayer we'd actually play four player split screen to be 
myself and my dad against my best friend at the time and, and Dean. And we would just have back and forth games. We didn't we didn't realize um, we, we were using the ARs. We thought that was the weapon that you needed to use. But obviously later found out that the handgun was where it was at. Mm. Um, but we were we be obviously having back and forth bragging rights. Um, we'd be playing games for us just hours on end. It was a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't come into Halo until Halo 3, so I missed all the nostalgia of those days. But whenever everyone I talk to that's had it has so much passion for those old games just because it's such, you know, those youthful years and great memories of playing with friends and doing all that type of stuff. So um, that's awesome to hear you say as well. Um, when you kind of move into the gaming a little bit more, when did you go from like, like you said, with the meta side of things, when did it become a bit more serious where you're like, okay, I want to try to start winning more and, you know, getting a little bit more competitive with it yeah so in from gears of war um we had a team it was me and three friends and we attended the local lands we were all a little bit too young to travel internationally and it would have been a very tough task to get permission from all of our family but we were actually a really really top team in ireland i mean we used to scrim against some of the best teams in europe but we couldn't make the trip anywhere because we were just that little we were you know 14 15 16 just on that sort of cusp where we weren't quite adults yet couldn't make our own decisions and we're pretty much victim to our parents and what they said. Um, and when dad said no, that the answer was no. Um, so we were all really good. I was, I was a really, really good sniper at, at Gears of War. Was, you used to be able to get yourself an active reload and down somebody one shot. And I, I would just beam people while my friends were... Back, back then, you used to have what was called a Lancer. It wasn't really good online. You'd have to use the shotguns. Um, and we broke the game down. We had strategies where we needed to push to secure weapons like the sniper rifle or the boom shot on different maps. And then when Halo 3 came out, um, I played it for a little while, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it. Um, another sentence, it had you know your power drains, your your regens, and that stuff just wasn't fun for me whatsoever. Just I don't know what about it. I just couldn't couldn't soak it in. So I went back to Gears of War and played that, you know, Gears One, Two, and Three. And then the MLG sentence came out, and Dean, uh, my brother, he'd been playing it religiously, and he got himself to a 50 and stuff, and he was playing with my cousin. Um, his name is Chris Dolly. He's actually a pro player as well. Um, so he was, them two were playing Halo 3 flat out religiously and he sort of convinced me to go back. I played a little bit, but I never really got, I was too far behind and I never really caught up to all them them guys who had been playing it since day, since day Splash. So mm. Halo 5 was, I'd say, the first game where I really gave it a good go. Um, and that's where this is all snowballed into what it is now. Yeah, fair enough. And so how did you, when did you just pick Halo 5 up and just start playing? Or like, how did you kind of get involved more with you know Europa Halo and all that type of mm. stuff so with with Halo 5 um I it, it was coming up to worlds in 2016 and all I'd really been doing was playing arena and I remember getting a message off a guy called Sean is cool never met the guy before he was I think he was from he's from Ireland I don't know what it was north or south but one of their teammates had dropped out and it was fu- it was a fully funded um if you made I think top 16 you got a fully funded trip to London to compete for a, a, a spot at um, at Worlds, mm. we he so I got a, a random message off him one time, and I didn't know him. I didn't know the teammates. Um, I think I just be I just started gaming Halo Five seriously, and I never took the leap to go play with them. And that is actually something that I deeply regret. It's not just jumping on board and going over there for the experience. So I'd say I'd like to give a bit of advice if that sort of thing happens to somebody where you you it's a last second thing, and if you can go, you definitely should go. Um, never worry about the skill level of your teammates when you're, you're turning up to an event because if you're good enough that will shine true and mm. I would say I would definitely push somebody to make that leap and just, just go, out, go experience an event go talk to some people meet some new friends and you'll never know what comes of it and that's what I deeply regret so I made sure not to make that mistake again 
And the very next LAN I decided I was going to go to, which ended up being um, Gfinity in, I want to say, Wembley. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I teamed with, I think, two, a German, an Austrian, and an English guy. Um, they were, we, we came to, I guess, came take, we came together um, we, as a team we called Radiant. And um, I wanted to team with these guys because I knew for sure they were going to show up. Yeah. Um, the problem in Europe, there's a lot of snaking. There's a lot of people going on to different teams last minute. And if you've already book, booked your flight, your, your plane ticket, your hotel ticket, that can really just cause you all sorts of pain. So I knew these guys were going to go and they wouldn't mess mess us up. So we went and we dived headfirst into that and I had a lot of fun, had a blast. Awesome. Do you remember the what, what you placed? So I remember we, we played against um, four, four guys. I can't remember what the name of the team was, but I, know, I remember the gamer tag. We played against Diminish. Malzi, Lindez, and Lindez played really well against us in the series that would have made us top 16. We'd beaten these guys online consistently, no problem whatsoever. But for whatever, whatever reason it was, I don't know whether it was it was land jitters for the team or whatever the case may be, them guys, we, they got they 3 0 us. And each game was pretty close, but they got the better of us 3 0. So it, on paper, they destroyed us. And I remember Lindez had a very, very good series. So we ended up going out, I think, top 24. And we were all deeply disappointed in the yeah. way it went. I made a, I made a critical error um, for that land is that I decided to fly in the day of the tournament. Wow, okay. <laughs> so it's that a really big mistake. The tournament started on a Friday morning, I think 11, 11 a.m. And I flew in at like 9 a.m. Um, or maybe seven, seven, between 7 and 9. But the problem was is that I was, we were all, we're all late gamers. We all, we all know we stay up late. We play games. Um, I didn't plan for that accordingly and didn't get any sleep because my flight was at you know, five or six a.m. I tried to sleep, and I was too excited to go and play games, go, go compete for the very first time. So couldn't sleep, and went and showed up at eleven a.m. to compete for you know all the all the marbles essentially, and had zero sleep. So miraculously, we made it to the Sunday or the Saturday r- rather. And um, miraculously, somehow they those guys carried me through. I had the scaldiest panda eyes you'd ever like to see. Um, so then on the Sunday we had one series. It was on main stage and. We bowed, we bowed out, unfortunately. We didn't give a good, good account of ourselves. Yeah, wow. Man, you've had so much experience in this world already, um, which is awesome. So when after those, did you hit up a few more lands? What was kind of the journey after that? Um, I think um, Halo 5, for the most part, for me, it started slowed down. Um, I, can't, we've, I ventured into different games, sort of played a little bit in that. And it wasn't, I, I got to know um, Onset, through we both had a passion we shared for fifa and we were both very good players we we tried to push you know as far as we could in what's called the weekend league and uh, we shared tips and tricks on how to you know trade cards make coins and different tactics and stuff that we could use we, we became really good friends through fifa um obviously have originally fi- finding that friendship through halo um and then one day mark just sent me a message he said um we're looking for somebody to do observer um could, would you be interested to do it with harry and of course I said, yes. And he said, you're not going to, you're not going to, you know, you're, you're going to show up, aren't you? And I said, yeah, hundred percent. I'm on, I'm on the plane. Mm. And you know, a couple of weeks later we flew, I flew out and that's when I found a real passion for, it. I, I was sort of shown what happens behind the curtain, all the, the, the people pulling strings, the wizards behind there, they're all so talented. You see there's so mm. many moving cogs in the machine for the, for what, whether it be the producer or, you know, people having to go grab things that need to go onto the street, the stream casters coming and going. It was up. I was just mesmerized. I remember just thinking these, I remember sitting in the chair doing observer and I was thinking I am the least talented person in this room. <laughs> and well, that's uh, that's the type of company you want really. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and what was that event that you were going in casting? 
Uh, so no, I was doing, I was doing the, it was, that was for observing. Um, that was for HCS um, in, or G, for Gfinity in London, I think 2018 was the first time I did it. Um, got to know, that's when I first got to know Wonderboy really. Um, other, other than before that, he was just a guy who casted Halo and always looked like a nice guy, but I never got to know him really on a personal basis. So we worked together. He was the main observer and I would do, you know, secondary sort of observer where I would pan, do panning shots of the overshield and that sort of thing. And that I, I sort of soaked it all up and um, moved on from there. It was a really cool event. I also, for that, I regret, um, they had after parties and stuff. Now my flight was really early on the Monday morning and I decided to, basically the whole weekend, I, I treat it as like, you know, business and work where I showed up on time. Um, I put in the graft, you know, I sat in the, the chair for hours sometimes. Um, the show wasn't supposed to be, you know, we had a call time that had to be like, you know, 9 a.m. or say, and the show didn't really start till 12 or 1, but I sat, on my call time, I sat there, you know, and, and stayed there the whole day trying to soak in as much as I could and yeah. trying to get the uh, the most experience I possibly could. Yeah, awesome. Well, those parties and stuff is uh, so where you get some of the best experience. You meet some of the best people as well. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so, sorry. that's actually, sorry, no, that's actually when I am, um, after the events um basically all the players was now to pray all the players were there all all the talent um and that's when i got to know so many people um like likes of mark and harry we were all having drinks and dancing and playing drinking games and that's that i remember thinking after i'd done the i'd done that event i was like i want to do this more often because yeah, it was yeah. so much fun yeah yeah awesome all right so i want to kind of find a little bit more about like who jersey is who's richie um, outside of the gaming world, what do you do? You got obviously you're working full time. We we're talking about that before we started. Um, what do you do for work? So yeah, I work in retail in a supermarket. Um, essentially, nothing really exciting. Um, so all during all this pandemic, we've we've you know I've stayed in work. Um, my life really as a whole during the pandemic hasn't changed all that much. As opposed to you know maybe I can't go to the cinema or I can't get a bloody decent haircut. Um, but for the most part, life life is yeah. We've got we've got the quarantine cuts, but um, life life has gone on for me um, pretty much. There's not nothing too exciting. Um, I've been trying to you know push out content and stuff like that sort of thing. Um, I haven't got the time that I would like to pump into content, and I've never really wanted to take the the plunge into doing a full time. I think it's I've got too many overheads that it would be a really big risk for me yeah. personally, especially with you know the, the, the where we are right now with. The pandemic and halo 5 and the life cycle and halo in general where it is um maybe come infinite i'll look into it and see if it's something that makes sense but for the most part i've just been living day to day um i'm engaged to a wonderful woman we've been together since we were um since we're 16 i'm now 30 that's the scariest thing i've ever had to say out loud i'm now 30 <laughs> um you know we've been together well, for a very long time years, man that's that's fantastic congratulations how long have you guys been engaged for now as well um so we're engaged now it must oh, i'm gonna get in trouble if i answer this i'm gonna say five years it's probably wrong um and if she's if she's in earshot i'm probably getting thumped in the head when i walk out that door um I'll, yeah I'll so edit, i'll edit it out if it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so she's a she's a wonderful woman and she's really the uh the rock that keeps me going awesome man i love hearing that and um how did you do it i'm always interested to hear how was it was it something exciting or was it just kind of dinner one night and then pop the so way so uh, her sisters and stuff were trying to put pressure on me um they wanted to be involved in in the engagement and the proposal um and for whatever reason i bought the ring um and she knew i was she was she knew i was going to propose for at one point it was not not a surprise we've been together for so long yeah um she'd always talked about wanting to get engaged and get married and it was never really my thing um i always thought you know 
if I'm here, I'm here. I don't need a piece of paper to say that I'm in love with you, but I was always going to do it for her. So she had a really bad day at work. Um, I remember it vividly. A really bad day at work. She, for whatever reason, or whoever she was working with were mean or I can't remember the drama behind it, but she had a really bad day. It was just me and her and a couple of the dogs that we have, two German Shepherds. Um, so she sat down on the sofa. She got her pajamas on. And I got down on one knee beside her. She, she had a rice cake in her mouth. Uh, I got down on one knee. And I proposed to her and she just started bawling her eyes out. Um, so it's one of the it's one of those stories where I didn't go, I didn't bring her to, to Rome or to Paris or to New York. <laughs> I did it in our sitting room with just the two of us and two dogs. It was, it was I felt like it was a little bit more intimate. And for whatever reason, it felt like the, my proposal. It was so it was me, that was hundred percent me. Yeah, dude, I love that. And well, it sounds like from the little bit of talking you've done, it sounds like you're a super caring person, you know, and the fact that that was just sounds like it was timed perfectly. You know, when you've been together yeah. for long as well, that's I think that's the best way to do it. Show that you really know and understand about the person that you're with. So um, that's awesome, man. And so do you have a plan? I know COVID would have probably uh, made it harder, but do you have a plan for like wedding side of things? Or um, So we had originally planned on getting married this year, but with the way it's been and the weddings and stuff, um, we decided, right, what we'll start to do is we're going to put money away and start saving them. Our plan is now is we're going to try and travel as much as we can um, post pandemic we never knew how much we take we took it for granted you know just jumping on a plane and be able to go to a hot country or wherever just go see some stuff yeah. but for the most part you know we spent most of our lives in ireland and it's a lovely place but jesus we need to go see some more more things yeah yeah so and whereabouts in ireland are you so i'm born and raised in in dublin um i'll bring you down a quick story as to how, how i ended up where i am now today yeah, yeah. um we're, I'm born and raised in Dublin in a tough spot, a pretty rough area called Tala. Um, it's what you sort of expected, you know, it's full of council estates, um, full of, you know, basically people you don't want to be getting involved in, whether it be, it'd be drugs or, you know, cars getting stolen, that sort of thing. Um, so I lived there for, you know, the first 20 years of my life. And mom had heart surgery um, about 10 years ago. And I went outside to go get what was a breakfast roll at the time. And I remember looking down at the car and the car was up on a jack and two of the tires had been stolen off it because it had alloys. She had a Toyota Aventus and had two alloy wheels stolen mm. off it. And I remember dad came home. She was obviously in recovery and didn't need that sort of stress. Dad came home one time and said, listen, we're getting out of here. So we packed our bags. It was it was a, a quick decision. It was quick as he got home. He seen he heard the story. He's like, we're getting out of here. And that's when he, you know we basically packed up the, the, the following night. Our aunties and stuff came down to help us pack up and we moved out and we've come down to a place called trim it's actually about 40 minutes from dublin and um 40 minutes from dublin it's 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 complete you know oil and water from where i'm from it's really quiet it's a little quaint sort of country town everybody knows each other you know you walk down the road people say good morning hello whereas opposed to in where i'm from it's you know you you'd, you could walk past someone and you'd be you'd be throwing hands for no reason as, as a, but this place is a, a total different change change of pace yeah, and, and well, that's the, I think that's the con contrast that uh, Ireland has. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah, but uh, no, it sounds like that's a good call on your dad's part to to kind of get out of there. And how how's your mom now? Did she? I mean, ten years passed, but that was all good, was it? Yeah, well, so essentially, she had she was born with um, a leaky valve. Um, so the, the and she they only found out when she was seventeen. Um, mm. They knew they were going to have to operate, so. They they done that operation and that she got what's called a pig valve in, in put into her. And the doctor said that should last her, you know, 15, 20 years. But she's only recently, uh, just before Christmas, um, I had to take a little bit of time, a little break, a little time away from Europa Halo. I kept it pretty quiet, pretty private. Um, 
her her, her health started to deteriorate. She st- we we she had to go to the hospital. She didn't want to. She just thought she had the flu. Um, but it turns out that her valve had to de- de- basically deteriorated. Um, and they had to get her down to surgery pretty like pretty rapidly. She went from Navin Hospital, which is a, a local hospital here, and she had to get transport transported transferred to a hospital in Dublin that was specialising in heart surgery and that sort of thing. So she she headed on headed on over there um and on the way to the operating room her heart actually stopped twice no so way. yeah we we all like it was it, we almost lost her and it was like the worst it was the worst weekend of my life um not knowing whether i was going to be able to talk to her again um i actually had a missed call off her the morning of her operation and it would have I, I remember looking at the phone and then hearing the news and then thinking that might have been the last time I could have talked to her and I didn't answer the phone and it was really, it really got at me in that the whole weekend I was, I was a mess. I remember we had the TV on the background. I didn't hear or see a thing. The whole, the whole weekend is a blank for me. Um, but thankfully, thankfully she pulled through. We, we thought, it was, you know, there was rumors that she could have, um, you know, obviously brain damage because she lost of oxygen to the brain. Uh, but fortunately she pulled through. She's a, she's a stubborn old bitch is, is mammy. <laughs> um, she's as t- tough as old nails. Uh, yeah. She's too stubborn. Too stubborn to go out like that. Yeah. So um, she the, the nurse called dad and said that she was full of chats and that sounded like her. And the first time I talked to her, she asked me if dad had painted the doors. So um, <laughs> she knew exactly what was going on. She was she's, I love the woman. She's mad. Yeah. Awesome man. Hey, that's that's so good to hear. So she's in a good place now after that. Yeah. She she's just recently um she was recovering in hospital. We couldn't go see her for six to seven weeks and she's just got home um. Actually, last Sunday, um, I brought her around flowers and stuff. Gave her a big cuddle. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it was the first first time I've seen her in since the start or the end of January was yeah. just Sunday gone. Yeah, awesome man. Well, glad to hear that she's back in it. And you mentioned something in there that kind of takes us to the Halo, the Europa Halo side of things. Um, you, I think it was what January twenty seventh or something. You, you took over the runnings of Europa Halo. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that been like? So yeah, so essentially, um, for the last little while, Europa Halo has been running on a, what would be low power mode. It was me, it was Harry, and a guy called Spilly who was doing producing for us. And it was a three man team. We didn't have use for the admins. We didn't have anybody really creating content. Most of that sort of stuff sort of fell on my shoulders. And Caelan stepped away as he did. Um, the, the, the time was right for me. Felt um, he, he was a little bit burnt out. I feel like he was burning the candle on both ends. The wick on both ends and he decided to step back so for the most part it didn't actually change much for me because we weren't doing our own cups as it were and it was just us do covering the the h5 pro series um now the as this we're into season four now of course of the the pro series and we started looking at partnerships and stuff with some with some other people and we're hope we i think i'm pretty sure we've almost got everything locked in we've got cups and dates all lined up so we're hoping to announce something very 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 shortly um i've I've just put together a script and the promo for it but we're hoping to bring some some cups and stuff to european halo because the scene has been pretty dry for the last little while so we're hoping to to bring it back and maybe we can ride some sort of momentum then into into infinite yeah i think that's the way to do it man um that fred and i've got the very similar plan for divine mind and working with the um the hail australia guys I know that uh, you guys talk to them a little bit. So yeah. same thing coming into Infinite, um, you know, try and get a little bit of the people that are involved now uh, really involved, maybe bring a few of the old people back. Infinite comes out and then we should have a uh, a more thriving community than if we didn't do something like that. But uh, yeah, 
Yeah. So what's, what's the, uh, the main focus been for you since you kind of jumped into that position? Um, trying to maintain the standards I'd say on stream, um, Kalen and Spilly had been doing graphics and stuff like that. And try really just trying to improve as much as I can possibly. Um, I'm generally a pretty good people person. So the team will, you know, welcome me in, into the new role before that. I just been sort of in a, there in an advisory role If Kalen never had a problem and he, he wanted a second set of hands or a second, you know, just someone to, he could vent that. I was that guy that gave him the sound advice when he was maybe a little bit more, you know, fueled up. He, he was irritated by some things that were going on and maybe yeah. a little bit frustrated at the same time. So I was then thrust into that role. And um, like I say, for the most part, we've been in low power mode. We didn't have anything that I could really, we have a really good team at Europa Halo, um, admins and that sort of thing. And we wanted to try and get something that we could, we could use our team and use it as practice. We've got, a second guy who, who wants he's chomping at the bit wants to do a bit of producing he's been in the ear bending the ear back ways and sideways trying to get himself involved so we're going to look to with these new cups um with a bit of luck we're going to we're going to try and do two streams we're going to try and you know bring bring the content to people because for the most part i think the problem with the hello fire pro series is that um obviously the same players for certainly in europe it's cartel winning 3-0 it's very boring um as as they're a super impressive roster to watch, but we kind of want somebody to match them. And it's just, it, we don't have anybody there at the moment. Yeah. So it, it, what, what can we do is maybe try and shine the light on some of these smaller players that are on the come up. They're bubbling just beneath the surface. They're, they're trying to push through, get noticed. And maybe if we can shine some light on them. We'll be able to get them, get them into a better position, come infinite. And maybe they'll find themselves in a, a better roster because of it. Yeah. So, so for you guys, uh, you've got cartel that are at the top. Um, how many teams do you reckon there are kind of floating in that secondary, uh, you know, the, you know, how many are in that, that limbo kind of zone of being able to compete at that, that next level? So we essentially, we have, we have cartel at the very tippity top and there's a, there's a, a bit of a drop. And then there's a team called eGIF. That's the likes of your Snipe drone, Moe's, um, Kimbo and SLG, SLG formerly of the cartel roster. So they're, they're just a drop below. And then we have Kogana vaccine who are just below them again, but it seems to be there's a massive drop between them. It's it's you know first beats second place three zero and then second place will be third seeded three zero. There's not really that you know there's no contesting there. It's it's very every week it's basically three zero here three zero here and then we get to the finals it's a three zero. So we we want to really try and get that skill gap um, back level. But maybe it's not something that won't happen until till the new game releases. Yeah, I think that this is just, if, I mean, if you guys ever want to do something like this, um, I'd be happy to work with you guys on it as well if you want. But I think that the draft uh, kind of style tournaments, uh, Halo Australia, we've done a few just for Halo 3. They've been super mm. fun. And um, I mean, you guys would know the scene as well. So you set the right captains, you give the reverse kind of like snaking pick setup. Um, and they've been some really close games, but it's also been a really great platform for some players to stand out that don't really have like a big name so um you know that's something that that's something that i think we we want to do a little bit more of coming into infinite as well you know yeah we actually had um last year we were teasing about when we're thinking about doing it again is that we had a nation's cup in which we had um so, so essentially you would have teams that there'd be regions that'd be really strong so england would be really strong um france would be really strong because most of Car all of cartel in fact were from france until jimbo joined them so what we had to do was before the, the really strong rosters, we had to kind of nerf them in a way that you would we would have you know let's say Legend who was a top French player and we'd have Shady who was also a top French player. They're both on Cartel, but now we're going to make them captains of France one and two, 
So we split them up and they have to try and, you know, fight for resources in France to see who they can draft onto the team. So yeah. it, was the, it was the easiest and most clever way we could do to nerf these teams, to bring them a little bit closer. And honest to God, I have to say the, the Nations Cup is probably one of the funnest events that we've had and one of the best ones to cast as well. Yeah, awesome. I mean, hey, that's that's the thing that the community needs more of, I think, as well, is just opportunities for people to shine and then people to take advantage of it. We see a lot in Australia is um, very similar. We've got uh, two teams that are at the top, one team in particular that is just crushing the competition. And... Um, it puts it puts the other people it puts other people off wanting to play because they're like okay well we know that this team's going to win this team's going to come second and then there's a pretty good chance they're going to come third um and so i think doing things like that you know it encourages more people to just get involved participate in the tournament um and that's what we're kind of lacking as well you know the the younger players want to win uh rather than just to play or compete so yeah absolutely come up with some you know different creative ways that give people an opportunity to compete with the uh, you know other top players but at the same time the community has got to kind of show that they want that uh and then put the effort in to kind of deserve it rather than just expecting tos and you know orgs to kind of run that stuff for them you know yeah i felt like that's actually been an issue um with some players that they don't really um, promote themselves very well um especially the smaller players that they don't realize that with the likes of Twitter and stuff, that's a platform that they can use to try and push themselves. Like for the likes of Cartel, like that, this is a team that's lights out in Europe. Um, I know Titans is a team over in Australia that are dominating as well. And I'm not sure that they've secured themselves an org for infinite. You're seeing it in the NA side of things. They've all started to button down, like batten down the hatches and they're get they're locking in orgs. But I haven't seen anybody showing interest in what essentially is the, the best team in Europe right now. Mm. And they're, they're I wonder what is the reason behind that? Is that an org not wanting to put the money or is it because the players haven't made themselves available, haven't maybe tried to reach out to these orgs to become, you know, a signed team? Um, it's something that I think they could look at, especially for like Titans. That team in Titans is essentially going to be one of the best teams in Australia as well and will not, no doubt be competing in Infinite's work come World's time as well. Oh, definitely. I think the, the, I, I get a pretty good understanding of how that kind of works at this point in time, especially for the Australian guys. And two things is they're holding out because they want a really big org, you know, like you're thinking renegades and you're thinking, you know, just big orgs that have got a big following and a big name um, yeah. to, to kind of get behind them. And a lot of them, you know, don't realize that you have to have more than just the fact that you're winning games, especially yeah. in a dead game um, to stand out. You've got to be doing things. If you look at a lot of the guys that are getting secured on those teams, the big teams in, in, in the U S they're streaming full time. They're putting out constant YouTube content. They've got things going on to TikTok and onto, you know, Instagram, and they're building that kind of following and branding around themselves that Absolutely. then the business can actually, you know, leverage a little bit more. So I think they're kind of holding out thinking they want a really big org to kind of grab them. But the other one is that big orgs aren't going to be looking for that. Uh, they're going to wait until Halo Infinite comes out and they're going to wait to see who's on top then because it's going to be a completely different game. So it might not mm -hmm. even, you know, they'll, they'll be a top three team for sure probably, um, but they might not be the best team. There might be some guys we've never heard of that pick up Halo Infinite for the first time and it's just a game that, that clicks with them and, and people come to the top. So um, I agree with you though. People should be spending that time or this time now working on a brand and just getting to know themselves because you can actually, like I feel this time for esports it's not so much going to be the best players getting the best sponsorships. It's going to be the best known players getting the best opportunity. Um, and, you know, I'd argue that if you get more opportunity as a player, 
you'll also improve as a player because you'll have more time to game. You will have more opportunities to play against better teams. You know, having an org behind you, supporting you to, especially for the Australian guys, getting you over to Canada and US to like practice, practice against the guys you want to beat. Um, and it'd be the same thing, I think, for you guys as well, getting them over here to play on the same connection, getting involved in the same eights, all that type of thing. Um, yeah. That's the grind, man. But people people need to be putting in the same amount of effort um, as a full-time job. You know, like it's... Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, if you have ambitions of being a professional player and you're if you're already competing, um, I don't see why you wouldn't put in the extra graph to, you know, build up a following. And you obviously have this in your locker then to show to these big orgs. And I think we have also have a problem in Europe and certainly in Australia as well, is that there's a ceiling that is in place um, where the best team can't really get any better because they're beating all the team. Like Cartel, Cartel can't get any better because there's no team to push them to get better. And it was the same years ago when we had we had Fabi and we had you know different rosters like that where they needed to play against the NA teams to improve because they were the only teams that were going to beat them. So you obviously only learn something when you get beat. Yeah. Um, but if you're beating every team that's in sight in your region, then naturally you have this state where you're going to stagnate. You can't get any better. And it's the same in Australia where they can't compete against the best players in the game because of ping differences. So they keep yeah. on beating the, the little fish in the pond and they can't head over. So that is and something that needs to be looked at. And that, and they, if anything, I'd argue that they, they get worse because they can get, they get better individually, but, and so they can make more mistakes as a team. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and if they're making more mistakes as a team and then they go to versus a team that's always on game, you know, like the U S and the NA teams, you know, um, they're just going to get absolutely smashed. So, yeah. Know, We'll, we'll work develop, on some ideas you, you, for, for getting rid yeah, of Yeah, sorry, just you essentially, they develop bad habits. And because these teams they're playing against aren't punishing them for that, they mm. think they can make the same plays again against the, the, the better competition. But what happens is those players figure you out and they and they realize that you've made a bad play and they punish you for it. And that's why you start to see um, in worlds where you've seen the last worlds we had, you've seen the European teams, I think, just about make top six, I believe. But an Australian team, I don't think, I'm not sure they even got to, to win a map um, because uh, it's not, it's, no fault of theirs is because of the situation they're in where they're the best team in the region there's just nobody there to compete with them to to push them up yeah yeah that and i think that they, they've got a pretty funny story if you hear i i won't tell it because i've got nothing to do with it but they've got a pretty <laughs> funny story of their the entire experience getting over there um and and you know i think while we had one of our players playing with a broken controller you know just like <laughs> just really silly stuff that um come into infinite i i really hope that uh, i can deliver on everything that i want to do and that fred wants to do he's the co-owner of divine mind to make sure that we have some more professional quality players you know that are really standing up and leading the way and representing australia super proudly um and hopefully that'll motivate more younger players in australia to also step up uh just to try competing have that role model that they want to be like or you know something like that because i remember when i was younger and playing you'd see people with 50s in halo 3 or or i'd get you know get smashed by someone in in um you know multi-team and halo reach something silly like that and that made me want to be a better player it didn't make me stop playing the game didn't make me rage it just made me go wow like there's still so much better more that i can do to improve um yeah and we'll get there but um a bit more about you so outside of the gaming uh, outside of you know your engagement stuff do you do anything for for fun you just playing any sport uh you know do you read do you do art what's your things so I really, I really enjoyed going to the cinema, watching movies and that sort of thing. The, the, the general thing that you would do. Um, but I love football or, or soccer, as, as, as some people would call it. Um, played a lot of it growing up. Um, started to slow down as I got a little bit older. Um, put on a little bit of weight because I stopped playing football as well. 
it's a miracle you can't keep eating food um and stop playing sports without you know it's starting to show it's this crazy thing your body really? starts to do this weird thing where you get rounder it's uh it's quite strange yeah. but um yeah and so I, I try and play astro um astro football which is like five aside um with friends whenever i can but of course with the way things have gone um there's not much of that happening yeah, it's been it's been a difficult time <laughs> for that type of thing. I can't wait. As everyone in Australia is pretty much living living normally, most of my my friends and stuff was they were going out to a beer festival the other day, and I was like, man, I haven't been to a bar for over a year. <laughs> you know, you, like an actual. You feel like shaking an angry fist and just saying, "Bastards." That's it, man. I'm over here. I, I came over here to be rubbing it in their faces that I was going all. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, they're getting all this. They're getting all the sun. They're having all the drinks, and you're you're over in Canada getting snowed on. That's it, man. But you know, it's been beautiful. So um, as far, what, what, what's something that you'd want more people to know about you? Because obviously lots of people know you for the casting and all that type of stuff. Is there anything that most people don't know about you that they should know? Um, I don't think so. I think um, for the most part, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Um, what you see is what you get more often than not. Um, so I'm pretty open. People ask me questions all the time I'm, I'm, and I'm always here to answer them. Um, I like to, and like I say, I'm trying to, I'm on a personal level, I'm trying to get better at, you know, casting and that sort of thing that, you know, maybe someday if it's not, you know, leading, if it's not me doing casting on, you know, obviously the dream would be to get onto HCS, but there's limited spots there. Um, there's a lot of talented people vying for those spots. And then you're going to have, of course, people from outside of Halo that haven't been here before or maybe coming back that are going to want to, you know, get on the shows as well. So it's a, it's a, it's going to be a doggy dog world. And it's mm. one of those things where, it's sort of wanting to have an aspirations of, of getting on to the HCS shows. It's um very much the, it's not really up to you whether you make it, you can get yourself into a spot where, you know, you, you feel like you've done everything you possibly can, but at the end of the day, it's going to fall on someone to say, you know, yes or no. Um, so I'd like to, and maybe if, if, um, if things don't work out casting wise, I can maybe do content or I could, you know, I could go to events, even just off my own back and do some funny comedy sketches and stuff like that that I've been doing. Uh, on Twitter as well. Um, I've done a few shows, a few comedy skits for the Halo, Halo um, MCC Pro series that they put up on stream. They all, they loved them. Um, and that was, it was a lot of fun to do just to do something different where, you know, I, I've always had, you know, a passion. I, actually, to be fair, I've ne never had a passion for casting because it was something that I didn't know uh, whether I'd be any, any good at until Caleb one day said um, he was looking for someone and I said, oh, I could give that a bash. And yeah. I jumped into it and slowly but surely built confidence and, you know, started to find my voice and my, my style and how I like to do things. But at the same time, I'm, I'm always learning, um, taking notes. I watch back the broadcast to see what I said that I didn't like, um, you know, pacing issues that I have or maybe overhyping some moments and not, I'm not hyping other moments enough. Mm. So I'm always, you know, trying to evolve and be the best that I possibly can. So I'm hoping the future is bright for not just me, but for everybody that's in the scene at the moment grinding. You know, we have your people at Europa Halo. We have people over at LBT. They're doing some great stuff. Toronto, uh, GT, Halo, you know, Halo Australia, I hope, yeah. you know, as the, as the water rises, it rises for everybody. Yeah, exactly, man. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, uh, I, I haven't had the opportunity to talk to you too much before today, but um, I told Kalen all the time that if you guys need anything from Divine Mind, if we can help you out with sponsoring some events for some prize money to get more people involved, if it's advertising, if it's just simply retweeting things and doing whatever, I'm usually pretty good at that. But if there's anything that we can do to help you individually out, anything the stuff that you're doing but also the europe halo you know you just always let us know more than happy to to do what we can you know for that so like you said when the water rises we should all rise together 
that's it um we're all essentially you know we're in we're in a spot now with with halo 5 and halo in general where we're sort of simmering on the boil we're, we're dormant for a little while um and we're all grafting in, you know in the shadows trying to get ourselves ready for for when the when the title wave hits that we can we can ride that wave and we need to as as a community we need to ride the wave together we need to all be you know pulling in the same direction we're all essentially you know i i i, I could use the analogy that we're a family but you know we are essentially you know the guys over at lvt i I love the stuff that they're doing. I try and, you know, I, I try and like their stuff and engage. I, I join their chats. I watch the stuff that they're doing. It's, it's you know, it's really impressive that, especially their two is night. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun to watch. You know, the production is great quality. Um, so it's always good to support one another and not, you know, look over at other people, what, what they're doing and trying to compare yourself to them and maybe being a little bit envious. I think we should all try and, you know, root for each other and, and pull in the same direction. Yeah, awesome. I want to know a little bit more about your content kind of stuff because you're, you're, you stream as well. Um, do you do any YouTube stuff or like what's what's the the go with the content stuff? So, well, it's the, I have these these things. So I be it's the strangest thing. Um, my process is that I've been I I, I lie in bed at night um, and I won't be able to sleep for whatever reason. And an idea will pop into my head of you know a funny thing, a funny bit that I want to do. I have loads of comedy things that I want to do, but because of the current pandemic, I, I want to do things with mark and harry and dan and do, i have loads of comedy sketches um in my head that i want to do um but because obviously the pandemic we're in the state of the game that we're in it's far better to do these things when infinite comes so obviously to be a bigger audience to see it um i'll be able to go travel to them we can you know we can bang that sort of stuff out i've loads of different like comedy ideas that i want to do like i've been i've started to try and do as much as i can when ideas come to my head that i can do at home and do on the desk um simple things like um reviewing batchford's gameplay when he he got ninja a couple of weeks ago that that idea originally stemmed from i was in batchford's chat i clipped out i clipped the ninja and then he gave me a stick for not downloading the clip on twitter and i said right well because you've, you've taken the piss out of me i'm gonna go and proper make a show you know for it and you know we had a, a good laugh at that and then i've done i done the australian joke um i don't know whether you've seen it a few weeks ago where i flipped the map upside down so that it looked they're obviously down under was the joke so the whole map would be flipped upside down. So that's how I was trying to portray Australian players playing the game is they're all upside down. So these sort of ideas are coming to me. I'm writing them down. I'm jotting them down. I'm just, just trying to fire as much content as I can. Awesome, man. I'd love to see that. And so for the people that are watching this, we've got a little steadily growing community uh, watching these pod and listening to these podcasts. Where can they find you if they want to follow your journey a little bit more? So um, it'd be Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm sure as you won Twitch, it's very much the exact same thing. Um, I haven't really started a YouTube. Um, I think I'll probably do that in the future. It's 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 very very hard to grow on YouTube, and even even on Twitter, I feel like it's it's extremely hard to grow when you, you do some good comedy videos. People seem to like them. You get you get the engagements and that sort of thing, but you don't really get the follows and stuff that follows you know that, that comes with it. Um, so I'm just you know steadily grinding, putting out things when they come to me. So I would say Twitch, sure as you won, and Twitter, sure as you won. Excellent. Well, we're going to leave the links to that in the description to if you no matter where you're listening to it or watching it on YouTube, the links will be in the description so you can check him out a little bit more get behind the guy, you can tell he's passionate about it. So the more people involved with your journey, the better. Um, I want to know though, like what, what what was the turning point from the kid that grew up with dad playing computer games, you know, to going to the Gears of War uh, competitions, to going to you know Halo lands, um, getting into doing the casting and stuff. At what point did you go? All right, I'm going to start streaming some of this as well. I'm, I'm, I want to you know start creating some content around it. I think um, I owe a lot of it um, in many ways to to onset because he was the catalyst that you know very much you know i got into a point in my get in my you know competitive career where i was never really going to push through to the that bubble and break in to be a player that you know was going to make the difference and turn pro 
Um, so my career was definitely going to be going on the, on the downturn. Um, so he actually just reached out to me. And because I think if he hadn't asked me that I want to observe, I wouldn't have naturally, you know, seen the things uh, behind the scenes and got interested in that sort of thing. And then seeing my friends, like I'm Dan, I'm really good friends with Dan Gaskin. Um, I'm really good friends with obviously Onset and Wonderboy. And I, they're my friends. I want to watch, I want to see them um, succeed. And then I've, I said, oh, you know, they're really good at that. Maybe I, sh- I, could, I could give that a try. And because essentially all because Mark asked me that I want to do Observer that I slowly started to find my feet and find the confidence in doing casting and then um, having having the belief in myself I think that the ideas that I have in my head are good enough and funny enough um, to actually start to you know manifest and put them into into some sort of video format and that people will enjoy them and um, it's always really good to know that people enjoy the things that you're doing whether it be me casting or me putting together those funny videos and people are you know tweeting at me saying you know loads of laughing faces and stuff and that they've enjoyed the content that i basically it's it's really it's a really nice feeling knowing that that, that initial spark and that idea that came from my head that i've put out there you know people are pulling towards and, and they're enjoying it as opposed to maybe the other way around where you're getting a bit of stick yeah man and but that, that's i think that's all the stuff that puts you in the in the right place to do more of it um and just try and work on improving it in little places and everything but uh yeah, I'm going to have to jump on your Twitter. I think I've seen a few and I laugh, but I'm going to have to go through and make sure I've watched them all because it sounds like they're, they're pretty funny. So um, that's fantastic. I might, have built, I, I might have built myself up now for to failure. So uh, may, maybe look at it with a pinch of salt. Um, don't, I don't, don't want to be uh, criticized too heavily now that I've built it up so much that it's going to be some some hilarious hell and, you've got to go, and you're going to go on there now and say that's that wasn't funny at all. <laughs> well, if it's funny enough, I'll put it in the YouTube version of this. I'll try and get a little <laughs> screenshot so people can watch it as well, uh, just so they know what we're talking about. But um, that's fantastic. Um, I've got a few things that I want to, to chat with you before we finish up. And one of them is Absolutely. about the, the Halo Infinite side of things. So um, mm. what's your like expectation for Halo Infinite? Are you thinking that they're going to nail campaign? There'll be some issues with multiplayer. I mean, most of us are just fingers crossed that both are nailed, but what do, what's your thoughts on Halo Infinite? Um, for the most part, I really hope um, what's the most important thing about it is, is that it's a good game. Um, the issue you have with, especially with the Halo fan base, is that no matter what they do, someone is going to be unhappy with what's happened. Someone, whether it's you know the advanced movement crowd that are going to be irritated that they've taken out thrust or they've taken out slide or any of these things, or it's the the classic fans who don't want sprint at all and they want you know very methodical gameplay and just a slower paced game in general. You're not going to be able to please everybody, and you're going to you know upset somebody along the way. So I really just hope that we get a good a good game because at the end of the day, we all deserve it. We're we've been sticking through this you know this dry patch now for a long time, and we've obviously with the delay, it can only be good news. And I, I actually think that it was a bit of a blessing in disguise the um the fact that the game was delayed because we would essentially be all you know if the game was out now we, and in a perfect world we'd all be traveling to land events. Um, We'd all be getting to you know meet up with our friends. Maybe you and I would be sharing a beer at some point, but you know, and we will get, at get, some point, and, and and hopefully so. Um, so the game has been been delayed, and we're obviously trying to you know all on different corners of the globe trying to deal with this. You know, I, I hate I hate hearing the word now pandemic. I hate hearing you know unprecedented times. It's a, it, it's all very very draining. I try and you know for the most part tune it all out and just wait until I can stick my head out from under the sand. Um, but I'm hoping that the game is really good. I don't. I don't care if it's advanced movement. I don't care if it has a BR, if it does or it doesn't. It's all good news to me either way, as long as the game comes out and for the most part, we, we can all enjoy it together and we can start to build something from then. I think the only thing they need to do is for the competitive side 
is nail the settings from day one. I think we had an issue with Halo 5 where we had ARs, we had splinter grenades, we had plasma rifles, um, we had all sorts of stuff that really made the game um, a little bit noob-friendly, I would say. And a But when we then obviously made the change, I think it was a little bit too late where we had the pistol starts and that sort of thing. So I think from day one, I think we need to get the competitive settings nailed down and make sure that they're as best as they can be. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I remember playing Truth and there was like a fusion coil, a fusion rod in the middle for some unknown reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, because there's pro players that test these game modes as well. So I don't know if they just don't give, you know, like effective feedback um, or if it just doesn't get listened to sometimes. But yeah, yeah. I think, I think for the most part, it's probably, um, it's probably one of those things where you obviously have, you have Clutch and stuff. And I think Mickwin is, is on the pro team and you've Hines over there. I think, they would know what makes you know what's good competitively um for you know balance wise um but i think ultimately it comes it they, they funnel that feedback up but somebody somewhere along the line decides that you know the storm rifle is fine the splinter grenades are fine and that's where you have to have somebody at the top that not only listens to the feedback that's given to them but they have to start executing on them as well because the pro players at the end of the day it, it only benefits them if they make the game as good as it can be yeah um, so we just need somebody, whoever, when that, that information gets passed up from the pro players, we just need someone to go, just to trust in the pro team and the decisions and, and the opinions that they have. Yeah, I think that'd be right as well. All right, and so tell me, Halo Infinite, BR, what's your opinion? As in uh, Battle Royale? Um, I think um, the pros heavily outweigh the cons for a BR it doesn't matter whether, you know, I thought the idea of, you know, dropping down as an ODST would be really cool. You can go and get shields and that sort of thing. And you can try and work your, your way there. Just the, the sandbox is, is and the lore is already there that yeah. we could have a really banging BR game. Yeah. Um, I don't understand people, you know, for whatever reason, bashing. I see Encourage getting an, an awful lot of stick um, for the way he worded his tweet. Whether his tweet was worded poorly or not, I think the sentiment behind it that, you know, the game needs, I don't know if it essentially needs a BR, but the, the, it, like I said, the pros definitely outweigh the cons in that. Let's, let's for, you know, there's plenty of people who play Call of Duty Warzone that have no interest in watching the competitive settings or the competitive gameplay. But the fact that they're on the game and streaming Call of Duty can only be good for, for everybody. It doesn't matter, you know, if they're all buying packs and skins, it makes more money for the game and the game can then put that into a prize pool. As long as it's all done properly, I think a BR is a really good idea for Halo. And I, I really can't see it um, ever really being a negative. Yeah, I do. I 100% agree with you. I'm glad that you had that mindset because I was a bit worried that you were going to be like, nah, it doesn't need it. <laughs> but um, I just think that, you know, I want to see how Halo 2 and Halo 3 were, which was just absolutely revolutionizing first-person shooter games. Uh, and I think that the Halo can do that by, you know, even something like you said, having starting off as an ODST, dropping down, having to scavenge for shields and stuff and being able to, you know, pick up different weapons and, and slowly kind of create like a stronger version of yourself. You know, that's just so many great ideas, you know, and there's, they could do things where they're crossing over with certain elements of destiny. And, you know, like there's, you're right, the lore is there, the sandbox is there. There's so much that could be done and it just can create so much more of an immersive game that has more people involved. You know, as long as it doesn't take away from the competitive side, the social side, if it's an extra thing on the side, man, I think that uh, it would only do absolute wonders for the game to have that. You know, I couldn't imagine anything better than having a huge open world map um, that I can walk around with my mates, you know, uh, with the with Halo mechanics, 
um, and just getting to experience that for the first time. I think that would be, you know, one of those things that in 10 years from now, kids would be talking about being like, man, I remember playing that Halo Infinite VR and it was awesome, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, for the most part, I think we, we seem to forget that for a lot of people, Halo Infinite will be their first ever, you know, venture into the Halo universe as a whole. And maybe, you know, the fact that they play Infinite and if, whether it has a BR or not, um, they, they might go, I really like this game. I'm going to go back and play the, the older games and, and to see where how it all began and where it all started from. So we obviously all have really strong opinions, you know, so, whether you're pro for your pro sprint or you're against sprint and, yeah. you know, for the most part, there's a lot, there's a lot of chefs trying to, you know, trying to speak up in the kitchen, but the, at the end of the day, we have to try and trust in the guys at 343 that they're going to try and pull together the best possible products and that we'll be able to enjoy it. And like I say, I really feel like the game could benefit from a BR and, you know, you could do things like, you know, like Warzone has done where they put different maps from Halo into, into the, basically into the, the, the BR mode. So you could have, you know, Guardian off in the top left-hand corner where it's, you know, and then all the older players can go out this this is guardian that i'm walking around and you know you can have that that, that sort of the feel that you you know where you are straight away from the get-go yeah yeah i mean great idea i think i think the, I, I feel the exact same way about it <laughs> um, but we'll just have to wait and see i think uh just quickly to touch on what you were saying about the sprint and the not sprint um i and I, I hope that this can sway even just one person that's listening to this it doesn't matter no, like it doesn't matter which one it is. Nope. And I want people, I want you to think about it. Like, why are you arguing that sprint should be in the game? And why are you arguing that sprint shouldn't be in the game? Generally, the reason is you were better at the game that did or didn't have it that you're arguing to argue, arguing towards. Yep. Um, and it's an ego thing. It's not so much an actual gameplay mechanic that is effective, you know, affecting how the game itself is actually no. if the game itself is actually good or bad it, it's got nothing to do with that uh, it's generally people having that argument because i was better at halo 3 and then i couldn't find a way to change my play style from halo 3 to halo 4 halo 4 to halo 5 um or, or reach for that matter so just the, i want people just to consider that a little bit when they're thinking about that argument is am i arguing from a place of i want to be better at the game and i don't like how bad i am at something or am i genuinely thinking about the fact that the mechanics uh ruined the game and that's why less people played it that's I yeah think. i think i think at the end of the day there has to be a balance are you are you complaining that the game is not the best for people or are you complaining that the game is not best for suited for you yeah exactly. Um, and that is an answer you know because loads of games are going to get released you're going to be you know as a person you're going to be good at some of them you're not going to be good at others but that doesn't mean that you should because you don't like sprint because you couldn't adapt to it that you should then try and you know it's it's we all have opinions at the end of the day um dad always said opinions like our souls you know we all we all have them yeah. so it does it, it doesn't really matter you know what i think or what you think for for the most part but if the game comes out and it has sprint or it doesn't have sprint you know i'll adapt to it um, i'm totally okay with either outcome um i will play the game i love the game regardless of what mechanics are in or not in it grapple hooks you know you like some for some reason i think it could be quite fun to have you know you, you have a grapple and you pull someone towards like your scorpion and you can get you can, you can melee to get the final kill i think mm. all those little things can only help to have a better skill gap and because of that the game will, will flourish yeah i think so as well uh, but we're coming, we're coming up close to an hour and I've got two more like things that I love to ask everybody. So the mm -hmm. first is um, with Divine Mind, we have a really big, a great community of new recruits where I put on to them the idea of goal setting and working towards, you know, what they're trying to improve on and having a, a dream reality that they'd like to, uh, to manifest, right? Um, 
And so what would be the dream version of Richie, say five years from now, you know, are you someone that's working out more? Are you doing the casting full time? Have you got your own org? Is, is Europa Halo making lots of money? Um, you know, you finally married because COVID's ended and traveling. <laughs> what's, the, what's the actual dream reality for you? I think if I could will something into existence, um, if I could wake up tomorrow and all, all the pieces have fallen into place and those eggs that I put in the basket are starting to hatch, I would say that I would love to be a full-time caster because it's a, get, a game that I'm passionate about. Um, I do all this content and I cast all these tournaments for free because it's something that I genuinely love to do and it's a game that I have a lot of fun at. So it would always be good to turn around to family members and to to the girlfriend to say that all that time that I've invested into a game for you know a hobby essentially that you know it all started from me playing a game playing Halo and liking it from the and then it's naturally progressed into now I'm making money from it. Yeah. Um, although the money isn't essential to me, it's always nice to you know be able to sustain have a sustainable career because essentially it wouldn't bother me if um, I made the same money that I made now from the job that I do, but I was doing something that I really loved and was passionate about and. I have a lot of great friends in the community. Like I say, Dan, Dan Gaskin and, and Onset and Mark, um, you know, two of my best friends. Um, and essentially to be able to work with them on a daily or weekly basis um, would be a dream come true. So I think for the most part for me, um, whether it be me having to travel and live in the UK, you know, to be, get, get opportunities at doing something like this, whether it be casting or producing some sort of content. Um, I think in, in a few years, I think that would be the dream for me to breathe that into existence that I'm, I'm now a full-time caster, you know, work essentially working with my friends. What, what better thing could, could be, could be the dream. Yeah, man. Okay. And I love that. Uh, I think it's important to recognize as well um, that none, none of us, like, I don't, I don't really know pretty much anyone is making any money from the, the passion that they, they've got around Halo uh, or content creation. I don't know anyone that's making enough money for it to be their living right now. Um, and I think that people need to recognize though, especially for us being a little bit older, I'm 28, you're 30. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, we've got a number of guys in new recruits, Ken, he's 28 as well. You know, that, um, the money has to be, you have to have it in your head. If it's going to be something that you want to put more and more time into, because, um, it's not so much that, oh, I'm tr are you trying to be greedy or you're trying to be like, I'm trying to, you know, milk this for money. Um, it's more about the, the whole thing. Like if you want to have the rest of your life working in order, like, you know, if you want to have a girlfriend, you need to be making money. Like it's going to be very difficult for you to be impressive for a girl and her family if you're not making any money. You know, they don't care that you've got a hundred thousand people following you or whatever yeah. it is, unless yeah. there's actually some money coming from it. Um, but also for like um, the, the mental health side of things, if you don't, money is a good checkpoint for, for people to be able to say, okay, I have the freedom to do the things that I'm passionate about. I've got more time uh, to, to put into what is going to work for me. So I just wanted to quickly bring that up because I think some people get the, the whole money thing twisted when they hear people say it. Yeah. I think, I think for the most part, if you're, if you're making some money that you can, you know, you can pay your bills and you can have a, a nice, a nice life where you know you, you can get a new car and stuff that's that's all well and good um but it's also it's good to, to make some money from it it's um it's validation that you know your services are are worth it because there are plenty of times where you know i'll finish a show and i, I won't feel too great about the cast i've done and, and you know it's it's those negative thoughts are never too far away that maybe you know you're not quite good enough and that you know 
you, you, this maybe isn't something that you can do. And so those thoughts are always, you know, lurking about in the back of your, in the back of your head, whether you, you like it or not. And, you know, sometimes you'll get what people call imposter syndrome, where you'll think that, you know, you probably don't have any right to be where you are. So it's, you, you were speaking upon the mental health of it. Um, so it's always good just to earn a little bit of coin to validate, you know, that you are, you are, where, you know, you, you are where you belong. Um, yeah. and, and, and essentially that's it. Yeah, 100%. So I encourage people that if they like seeing content from people to tell them, express it a little bit, you know, do the little parts that you can be involved with the stuff that they're trying to do uh, because it makes a big deal. It means a big difference, makes a big difference, means a big deal uh, to the (laughs) people that you're doing that for. So, but I love that answer, man. I think it was absolutely fantastic. The uh, last question that I, that I generally have is getting you to tag somebody else. So obviously Kaylin tagged you in, um, I think this is a really good way to kind of see how it's ended up. I've got about four or five interviews booked in now. And, you know, we've got people that are are, uh, general managers for, you know, really big organizations and we've got streamers and casters and just people from all different places coming because of this. So um, who's somebody that you think uh, from the Halo scene, from the gaming scene, actually can be absolutely anyone that you think would bring some value to the conversation? Um, I think I would love to listen to listen to, to either Nighty Night or um, I think Louis V. Okay. Um, I think he's just gone full time. He's he's taken the plunge um, at a very difficult time, I would say. So he's been very brave. Um, so I think Nighty's working working with um, with with him as well. So it'd be great to hear from either one of them. I think uh, certainly Nighty Night will have loads of great stories to talk about, whether it be from you know lands that he's attended in in America, you know, the likes of DreamHack from ranging from you know head of five to four to reach i think um he's alex is a man that would have a, a lot of stuff to talk about and he could be quite interesting to uh, to listen to yeah excellent all right well i'll, I'll let you uh make the introductions there because I, I i it's a bit easier if you break the ice and say hey guess what i just volunteered you to do an interview i'm going to put you in touch with liam and uh i'll be in their dm dms after that <laughs> <laughs> no worries whatsoever I'll, I'll slide straight into into alex's dms after this Excellent, man. Well, I would appreciate that. Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you want to say or talk about or get out there to, to anyone that's watching? So I'd like to say um, thanks to everybody, um, whether it be someone watching the stream or working on the stream with us, or even perhaps the the crew um, at Europa Halo. I think we're all, you know, we're all very passionate at what we do. We're all very talented as well. And um, in a dream world, I'd love to be able to, you know, have coin to, to pay everybody for what, for the services they provide. And um, to be able to show a lot of love to the people who are watching at home um, every week when we do the shows on a Saturday. And we have some stuff in the pipe work that we're working on and we're hoping to get some stuff going um, towards the end of March um, in terms, like I spoke about, announcing cups and stuff that people can compete in. We've been we've been grinding behind the scenes to try and put something together. Um, and so for, I think for the most part, um, I want to just say thanks. Thanks to everybody. Excellent, man. Well, well, good way to wrap it up. <laughs> um, it was an absolute pleasure to get to talk to you a little bit more hear a little bit more of your background uh, for everybody that's watching this i hope you enjoyed the episode make sure that you leave a comment down below let me know if you enjoyed it were there any questions that i didn't ask that you'd like me to ask next time just let me know you can tweet at me uh the links will be down in the description for both of us uh, i want to make sure that we're improving the podcast improving these episodes so that it's the type of stuff that you really want to watch so if you also have any guests that you'd like me to interview, uh, leave that down there and uh, we'll get to working on it. But thank you again so much, Richie, for the time. Really appreciate you. And I uh, will see everybody else on the next episode.